Yes, good morning. Indeed, there is a war going on for our souls. And the question is, what is your location? Where are you at these days? Thanks for joining us. We're going to be talking today about dealing with difficult children. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this very beautiful day, this brand new year, this revelation of Jesus Christ to the righteous, that you are coming again, that you are faithful to keep your word that we trust in your word. Thank you that you have given us the promises that you will return, that you will um, vindicate the righteous, that you'll bring judgment upon the, the wicked, Lord God, and that is your job. And we thank you that you died on the cross for us. You took on the hit. You died in our place. You took the death sentence, the death penalty for us that we might live. And you've given us power over all the power of the enemy and that you've also given us aware, an awareness of that enemy and his activities. So I pray that you'd cover us and keep your promise that no weapon formed against any of us will prosper, that those today who are in miserable, difficult, horrible places will be delivered through the power of your truth because you said it is the truth that sets us free. And I thank you for freedom. I thank you for peace. I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for the revelation of the spiritual war that's going on. I thank you for wisdom. I thank you now for guiding us by your spirit. Amen. Amen. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Well, happy and happy New Year. Yeah, same to you. Same to you. Same old, same old year. Same old things. Just drug over into the New yep, Year. So right, we're still right, here. Right, right. Great <laughs> battles, great opportunities. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking today about dealing with difficult children, and there's, you know, as we continue here through the Book of Mark, we're seeing a a, a man, a father mm-hmm. of an only son. Mm-hmm. who had a very difficult situation yeah. going on with with the son here. Yeah. So, you uh, want to read that yeah, and get we'll, us caught we'll up? look at it. You know, there's different passages. It's, it's, the story is related in the book of Mark, the book mm-hmm. of Matthew, and the book of Luke. Mm-hmm. Each, each uh, book gives a little different slant on what's going on. Or adds more detail. Yeah, yeah. more detail. So they usually do that. Yeah. And, uh, and verse... Um, uh, let's see here. And when he came down to his disciples... This is Mark you're in. This is Mark chapter 9, verse 14. Okay. Now, Jesus had just been up on the Mount of Transfiguration with the disciples. Yeah. So they, he was transfigured. He was. They saw his glory and power. Mm-hmm. And then he comes down, and this is what he faces. At the bottom so of the mountain, the glor- yeah. From the glory, from the great glory to the guts Gut- of life. To the gutter, yeah, okay. Yeah. And he saw a great multitude around them. And the and the scribes disputing with them. So he's he's seeing the rest of his disciples. Immediately they saw him. Uh, when they saw him, and all the people gr- were greatly amazed, and running to him, greeted him. They said, "What what are you discussing with? Him? What's going on here?" Uh, you know, and the, this crowd gathered around his disciples. And one of the crowd answered and said, "Teacher, I brought you my son, who has a mute spirit, and wherever it seizes him, it throws him down." He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. So here, here, in in why don't you read the whole thing? We'll, we'll, we'll go back get, and we'll get through dive the whole right thing through it. We'll yeah. go through it. There's okay. a lot of good stuff in Very there. Very good. Uh, verse nineteen, and he answered him and said, "O faithless generation, 
And this is what Jesus is saying. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And when they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell to on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And often he has thrown him, he has, referring to the spirit, right? Has thrown him down, the demon, both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. This man is desperate. Verse 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. I would say by prayer and faith. And, you know, this same passage in, in Matthew, Matthew only gives it about three verses. In Matthew seventeen fourteen. he says, And, what, and when they came uh, to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is, is an epileptic and suffers severely. Mm-hmm. He is often... He is often for he often falls into the fire and into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and he came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. It's interesting, too, the perspective here from Luke chapter 9, verse 42. Mm-hmm. It said, as he was still coming, the demon, this is the son. Now, this backtracking just a little bit. The demon threw him down and convulsed him. Then Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the child, and gave him back to his father. Those three things. Rebuked the unclean spirit, mm-hmm. healed the child, and gave him back to his father. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. This, it, he says in, in 39, um, and behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out, and it convulses him so that he foams at the mouth, and bruising himself, it departs from him with great difficulty. So I implored your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you um, and bear with you? Bring your son here. And as he was still coming, the demon threw him down, convulsed him. Then Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and gave him back to his father. Now notice that in each of these passages, you get a little, a few more words of description mm-hmm. about what was actually going on here. But if you begin, the, Mark gives the greatest uh, explanation of it. But the thing is that there are many people out there with many difficulties that they're struggling with with their children. And actually, some build, children are actually born. You know, we can recognize some sort of uh, setbacks and deformities in children, obviously physical ones. But the spiritual uh, difficulties uh, and encroachments uh, and, and demonic bindings that had come up upon uh, children. Uh, some of them are born just difficult. They're born uh, 
uh, in terror, traumatic traumatic births. Yeah, they're they're born very difficult. It's not because you're a bad parent or you've done something bad and God is punishing you. This is what he said here, and Jesus is very clear in all of these that this is a demonic activity of a of a demon. Uh, disembodied spirit that was afflicting this man's son. And today that option is removed from our possibilities. And as because it's removed as an option, spiritual deliverance, we we flounder with having two options, the medical community uh, and the physical community, or mental, emotional, and physical, as mm-hmm. opposed to spiritual and mental, emotional, and physical. So our options are very limited when you remove the idea of spiritual warfare demons from the element from the from the situation. But but this is very clear, very very clear here that this demon and and many this is not untypical or atypical. Uh, almost all of the deliverances and healings there was a demonic presence yes. going on. Um, and I you know I've done a lot of research on this because of the counseling I do and the work with children and families and stuff, and. A while back, God gave me a, a whole understanding of this deaf and dumb spirit using the three references in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Well, this really sounds like what we have today is autism. Well, some of it, there's epilepsy, autism, there's mm-hmm. there's uh, lethargy, there's uh, stupor, there's inabilities to learn, uh, all these kinds of things. But let's go back. For the beginning, Jesus, his first comment was... Uh, this is a faithless and perverse generation. A faithless that means the generation didn't have faith. They weren't. They weren't in a place of. They were. They were doubting. They were in a place of reasoning. They weren't in a place of relief uh, of believing and and walking in the righteousness of God. So there was a perversion going on there and a doubt. You perverse generation, full of pornography, full of full of uncleanness. Now these two spirits, as you notice through the various passages. He ends up casting out, commanding an unclean spirit to leave. So when you're looking at a generational bloodline, you know, not to find fault with our, our parents and grandparents because they were also struggling under the same judgments and difficulties and demonic activities and agreements that their people had made. So, so demons can't really do anything without an agreement, but the agreements that we make with them are so subtle and so easily obtained by the enemy that we don't even realize many of them are just, we just make them through implied consent or, you know, unconscious agreements. So whatever happened to this child, we don't know how he was born, his traumatic birth. Although, let's go there for a minute. We've got a faithless and perverse generation full of pornography and doubt. Do we not have that in America today? Well, we we look at the the root of all this trouble that we have in America. You know, in the world, physic, probably not in, just yeah, America. In America, yeah. across right. But let's let's just let's let's pick on the United States here. Okay, that's where 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 we live. We're broadcasting out of the USA. We have turned away from God mm-hmm. for centuries, right. really centuries. More and more departure from the faith. Yeah. So, so we're Paul became, wrote we to can, Timothy, weaker and weaker in our our faith. We're getting weaker. Well, Paul says in the many, in the end days. Many shall depart from the faith, mm-hmm. giving, heed, giving to, heed to seducing spirits and, and doctrines of demons. There you go, teachings demons. of demons, lies. So this is this is the root of it all. And if, and you, if it, you look at the prophets, yeah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, what are they talking about? Okay, we, well the enemies are after us. They're taking over us. We're sick. Our our children are departing for yeah, us. Yeah, that's we part of the curses. All these of diseases, De- all these curses that mm-hmm. are coming upon us. He says, "Why is this going on?" And and the prophets say, listen, the reason this yes. is, is we have 
departed from, from the trust yeah. and obedience to the living God. Amen. I, it's, and, and that's so, why, that's why that's, we have this. Yeah, that's so, why we have these multiple uh, social maladies, issues, yeah. maladies, mm-hmm. sicknesses, diseases, Autism, diabetes, everything. Uh, you know, it's heart the disease, root of it mm, is cancer. that as a nation and as individuals, we have turned away from the living God. And when we do that, that gives the devil and his demon hordes permissions to enter into, to upset, obstruct, uh, possess, take over, oppress, compel, uh, 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 impose their dictates upon us. But you know, the rise of autism, it's all linked together. It has to do with diet. It has to do with unbelief. It has to do with perversion. But here's here's one of the things. Why why would it be linked with pornography and perversion? Well, let me give you a a spiritual uh, possibility here. When when a person is sexually abused, and not all of these kids are necessarily sexually abused, it's not the implied here at all. But, and not that the ki- but but the unclean spirit. When a person comes to a generational bloodline where there's an unclean spirit, the unclean spirit usually assaults their innocence, and their goodness at, through perversion, sexual abuse, sexual assault, and what what people do when they've been violated or victimized like that, they will want to deny it or discard it or not remember it. And so in a lot of times when we make that agreement, I don't want to know, I don't want to remember, because if I don't remember, then maybe it really didn't happen and I can't deal with it really have happening, been happened, have happened. So I'm going to deny it. So when you do that, your mind is forced to um, operate in two different positions, one of denial and unbelief. So your, your, your mind is scattered. You're not one in your own thoughts. You've got half of yourself trying to forget about something over here and then the other side of your brain you're trying to remember stuff so mm-hmm. the, this is why we have this this attack in the the mental capacities of the of the victims well autism alzheimer's i think there's a lot to do with that we're well, trying to forget that's and the autism, mind yeah the another mind thing has too mind. just talking about some of this um the the statistics on autism are really scary. Let's just talk about this part here first. This mute. It says he had a mute spirit, and um, and and but auto, What what exactly is well autism? I mean, it's. I mean, there was there the definition. We hear a lot about it, but a lot of people have no idea. Well, exactly this is how a definition works. that um, I would. This is a a definition I've compiled through observation of a lot of people. Okay, um, autism is a is an absorption in self-centered subjective mental activity. In other words, the person isn't paying attention to their outside world or the people or the communications. They're absorbed with some sort of internal self-ordering, self-centering, subjective mental activity. A lot of kids who are autistic are very self-absorbed. They're very uh, concerned about their world, the order, the control, where their teddy bear is sitting. Everything's got to be just perfect because somehow that internal chaos and crisis has to be um, managed with perfect with with a perfect uh, environment around them so and and that autism can it's a spectrum it it actually on the one hand on the one side or end of that spectrum we have daydreaming uh, and then fantasies and we've got all kinds of that Uh, people are not that are not necessarily diagnosed as autistic are living in daydreams and fantasy worlds and and uh, you know I just you know, there's every subject you can daydream about and fan and have fantasies about. There's delusions, there's hallucinations, um, there's and and there's a, an accompanied withdrawal from reality. So 
Autism is an absorption in self-centered, subjective mental activities like daydreaming, fantasies, delusions, hallucinations, accompanied by a withdrawal from reality. And this is where we try to pull them out of themselves, get them talking, get them interacting, get them to make eye contact, uh, to interact with their playmates, whatever it is. But but part of this is is demonic, and people don't see it as a deaf and dumb spirit. Jesus actually named it. But going back to the the passage for a second here, before you jump, in oh, there, you want to do the yeah, statistics? I, I yeah, what? To share this just too about the autism. Uh, this is according to the Autism Society statistics, and we know st- statistics can be skewed and all that sort of thing. But yeah. there's some like estimated 3.5 million people in the United States are hmm. autistic. Autism in U.S. children has increased by nearly 120% wow. from the year 2000 to the year 2010. It used to be 1 in 50 mm-hmm. kids were diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Now it's 1 in 68. Mm-hmm. Prevalence wow. of autism in the United States has increased from 6 to 15% every year increasing from oh, the wow. year 2000 to 2010. And an estimated cost U.S. Uh, citizens with, I suppose, just medical, psychological mm-hmm, treatments, mm-hmm. 236 to $262 billion every year. It's a big lucrative business, isn't it? it? it it's a big business. People are making money on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a uh, final thing here, that 35% of young adults with autism, that'd be young adults yeah. from 19 to 23, have not had a job or received a postgraduate education after high school. So they just 35% can't get, of those yeah. diagnosed with autism basically don't go on to college and, and don't get a job. Well, this is this is because they cannot get it together. And people, there's no judgment here. This is not because right. this child is bad or you're bad. This is because there are demonic spirits that we have denied. We we just live in a, a, a two-dimensional world here. There is There is a spiritual dimension to our lives. And part of that has to do with heaven and hell and life and death and, and, and demons. And so let's look at this for a minute. Um, it's this, Jesus said, uh, well, first of all, the father was fully aware that his child had a demon. He said, uh, my son has a, a mute spirit. What is a mute spirit? A mute spirit is a spirit that keeps the child, kept his child from talking or communicating. And part of the problem was he didn't have anything to say. The child didn't know how to put his thoughts together. And when you connect a deaf and dumb spirit, because that's in the end of the passage, that's what Jesus cast out specifically, was a deaf and dumb spirit who was acting, uh, as, as manifesting as mute and the inability to speak and communicate. But this deaf and dumb spirit, when you think about a deaf and dumb spirit, first of all, the deaf part of it, you, the, the child is not hearing. And this has, to, you know, this comes from physical problems too, earaches, ear infections. But the, the 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 person is not able to take in information. So if you have a child like this, the first thing I'd, I'd go after would be the spirit of of deafness and deaf and dumb. Because if he can't take in information, and your brain does not allow you to process that information, then there will be no communicating of that information because there's nothing there to communicate because nothing has work together. Nothing is linked together. Their brains are kind of like their their roads are broken. You can't take in anything, so you can't express anything. So, um, you know, so so some of the characteristics of this uh, stronghold, this child is be- held in a stronghold, and there's many different 
adjectives that that describe what he was going through, mm-hmm. and the father's result was trying to manage this demon, which which was torment to him. So this mute spirit, they can't speak or express their thoughts or feelings, and this is very very uh, a very par- a great part of the definition of autistic. Um, there, so there was thought blocking. Their thoughts were blocked. They couldn't put their thoughts together. Um, they could not express or communicate what they were thinking. A lot of times, the, one of the indications of this is also um, inner ear problems. Um, they can't hear, and it, it also causes balance problems, dizziness. Um, and then there's part of that might be, I don't want to know, or I don't want to hear. Now that I don't want to know and I don't want to hear would obviously be an agreement that was made previous to their existence on the planet that came through their bloodlines. Maybe their people before them just wanted to check out, don't want to know, don't want to participate, don't want to be responsible. So they just make this uh, implied consent or unconscious agreement with, I, with, I don't want to know. And so I don't want to hear becomes part of that. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see. I don't want to remember. These are all things that people make subconscious implied agreements with when they become uh, traumatically abused or assaulted um, because it's so overwhelming to them. Um, there's also a couple more just words that are used wallowing. Um, this child was wallowing. That means to be uh, stuck. Uh, whining, floundering within oneself. So he's he's making no progress. He's just going around in circles, so to speak. Um, the another word was convulsions. The brain, the thought processes, the problems, uh, the, the thoughts were not pr- trans- transported from one, uh, you know, uh, neurological dendrite to the next, or something was being disrupted. So there was a, um, they were not working together smoothly, like uh, flowing. Um, there were some kinds of ridges or obstructions in the brain, uh, which involved um, inactivity and inability to act to be active. So it was the brain, the body was convulsing. This often often happens when a demon is also leaving. It almost there's several other examples uh, in the Gospels where the demon left and the person either looked like they were dead or they convulsed. And and part of it is the demon is leaving, and you think of how about how that demon is is connected in many parts of your body, maybe in the neurological system, the nervous system, and when he leaves, there is going to be that convulsion that you know everything is being readjusted or pulled out, and uh, so it, it makes some sense. Um, another uh, word that is used uh, there is a, de- a depletion of resources. Um, there's a lack of. I believe it has to do with the minerals and, and and nutrients as well. But there's a depletion of resources. You're running out of money for one thing to take care of this child, and there is that child himself or herself has very little uh, reserve uh, to be able to uh, get back into life or to do um, to reach out for the things they want. They're just being uh, drained, sucked, atrophied, depleted. Another word that is used here is pining away. Um, they're losing their rigor, their interest in life, um, and their health through distress or distractions. A lot of Americans, a lot of adults, uh, autistic or not, are pining away these days. They don't really care anymore if they live or die. They're, this is a very dangerous and 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 tempting place to be. It's just like, oh, just let me die. Uh, They don't want to take care of their lives. They don't want to eat properly. They don't want to exercise. They don't want to get up and take a shower. They don't want to go to work. They're very depressed, very despondent. And this is, they're being, they're pining away. They're being stolen from at a a very subtle rate where they don't even know. It's like, it's like you're breathing, but the oxygen is being depleted, depleted from the room. And so that you're dying, suffocating, and don't know it. 
Well, I would think that that has a lot to do with the prevalence of suicides. Well, exactly. My seeing. next thing on the list here, okay. suicidal tendencies. You're reading my, my notes, no, <laughs> reading <not>. my mind. <laughs> but but this, is, this also leads us to that, that ultimate despair and who cares. So in this child, we're seeing the suicidal tendencies manifesting as carelessness, recklessness. You know, he doesn't care if he lives or dies. He throws himself in the fire, in the water, doesn't care. Uh, they're abandoned. They they have no dis. They have disregard for their own lives. I don't care if I live. I don't care if I die. The the big the big uh, spirit behind I don't care is rebellion, because and rebellion comes from rejection. First, you're feeling rejected, alone, unwanted, unaccepted, unapproved, disapproved of, and then you the the enemy offers you the solution to the rejection and the pain of the rejection by giving you rebellion and the I don't care. You can't hurt me because I don't care anyway. So the spirit of suicide comes out of a spirit of I don't care. I don't like myself. It doesn't matter. I wish I were dead. I don't want to be here. And with that comes the the spirit of sabotage and self-destruction and self-injury. We see this, uh, people like throwing himself in the fire and the water, uh, people cutting themselves, um, marking themselves, piercing themselves. These are all parts of that demonic stronghold of I don't care about my life. It's interesting too, just to maybe a little bit of an aside on that, there are re- many reported suicides by people that are they're doing really well in their career. They might be famous, very successful, mm-hmm. at least you know in their career, in their profession, uh, whatever, but yet uh, internally, you know, they have all this money and they have all this power. They have all this, you know, respect and mm-hmm. popularity. Uh-huh. But yet inside, Marjorie, they're just apparently been very, very tormented. The enemy has gotten into their minds, into their mm-hmm. hearts to just to bring about this. Well, and something that they did not realize behavior. was happening and that the enemy was setting up within them. The other possibility on that comes out of the other, another adjective out of uh, the deaf and dumb spirit and the, and the child is seizuring. Um, seizuring means something has seized a hold of, grabbed a hold of, forced that person, um, taken all of their uh, their faculties, their mind, um, taken control of them. So the person is actually not in control. They're under the control. Um, their brain, their body, whatever, is under the control of a physical force or a demonic force, uh, and they're seizured they're overwhelmed physically they're actually and this is part of a, a description of an epi- epileptic episode they're actually thrown down they're they're mm-hmm. they're they're there's something is going on inside of them that's not them that's causing them to do something they don't want to do and that's Romans 7:20 this spirit of epilepsy or seizuring uh, and 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 it is a spirit you know people say oh it's a it's a neurological yeah there are neurological uh chemical balances, equations, vibrations that all feed in and factor into every human illness and, and disease mm-hmm. every because we're physical because we're a three-part being. Spirit, so of course you're going to find yeah. you're going to find oh where, there was a depletion of this mineral or there was this element was missing or blah blah blah. Yes, indeed, but that is not the cause. That is simply an uh, 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 facilitates uh, the the end result of the seizuring or the epileptic seizure or the demonic takeover. So and when you're talking about these people who are suiciding, I just had a, a, a person the other day tell me, you know, they're they're desiring, totally desiring, totally, totally desiring to get off meth. Now you can use meth, you can use alcohol, you can use anything you want to in this story scenario is still true. And and they they and, and all and they they were making every effort, you know, 
to get clean and for no reason. And almost like, how did they even get there? They realized they were back in almost overdosing using the substance and they had no volitious will intention to to do that. And how did that happen? How did that person who was go- doing so good in their life and everything's going well and they look happy and there's no indication of suicide, there's no symptoms or signs, all of a sudden kill themselves? I believe that some of it is actually a demonic takeover. Mm-hmm. I believe that the the people are beside themselves. They just there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. There's a spirit called disassociation, which disconnects, unplugs your will your volition, your will, determination to do something, unplugs it, and all of a sudden you find yourself back at the bar drinking like crazy after you've done everything in the treatment program and everything you can do to declare, I hate this. But there's still something left behind. So it's like the devil leaves a little demon behind, a little toe in the door, and that we we miss that one. It's, It's called disconnect or disassociation. And so God wants to reconnect us with our own will and volition so that the choices you're making are really your choices. Because Paul says sometimes the choices you're making are not yours because you're under the control of a sin. He says, if I am doing what I do not want to do, if my behavior is manifesting something that I've vowed not to do, hate, and now I'm doing it, he says, then it's not me doing it. It is the sin that dwells within me. And yet we beat people up like that with guilt, condemnation, take responsibility, and we don't deal with the demon. Because we have preached a gospel that's without spiritual, the, the concept of, of, of there being a spiritual enemy. And so that makes people uh, the, the bearers of all wickedness. I, I'm bad because I'm doing it wrong and I should have done it better. And condemnation comes in, which is another spirit. It's guilt, condemnation. And they bring demonic judgments. So anyway, back to the list. We've got suicidal tendencies. So this child did not care about what was happening to him at all. So the only reason he was alive was because his father cared. Because his father loved him. And that's for you parents. You love your child and you're just exasperated. And you're getting to the point where you're, you're, you're losing it, so to speak, in many ways, possibly. Um, so, the, he, so this spirit was grabbing a hold of him and throwing him down. Now, the unclean spirit as we talked about earlier, is in the background, is in the doorway, uh, and, and assists the deaf and dumb spirit because unclean spirit comes in, attacks the salts. Then the deaf and dumb comes in and says, I don't want to remember, I don't want to know this, I don't want to remember this. The spirit of perversion in Deuteronomy 27 and 28, it talks about these children uh, being taken away um, by foreigners and aliens, and I think those foreigners and aliens are the demons who come to steal our children and so that we lose uh, con- control. We, the, ch- the child was also gnashing at his gnashing his teeth or grinding his teeth together which again is something involuntary many children grind their teeth many adults grind their teeth and this is not made we weren't made by god to grind our teeth this is a symptom of there being an intense anxiety or fear a lot of times clenching of the teeth has to do with you know protecting the body from a sexual assault especially um, something that we coming through the mouth and so they're, they're grinding their teeth, closing, clenching, their jaw is tight. Then they get TMJ and all kinds of other things go, at, go bad. Um, this kid was also hydrophobic. Um, well, there can be a fear of the, wo- of the water or, or no fear of the water. Um, and they, he was prostrated, laid flat, overcome. Um, also an indication of some schizophrenic behaviors, which means schizophrenic means to split the mind. Uh, again, it's losing control of reality or losing control of the thought processes. The personality is degenerating or disintegrating and we and hallucinations come in. So schizophrenia, people think, I am insane, I am crazy, 
but but I want to tell you something. Here's the good news. If you're worried about being crazy, you're not. You know, a crazy person, really seriously crazy, super paranoid, super crazy, super. And by the way, insanity and crazy is demonic anyway. It's not you. It's it's not from you. It's from the enemy. But so people who come hearing voices, don't be so hard on yourself. You are hearing voices more than likely. And when they give you medications to stop hearing the voices, it's it's counterproductive and it's it's not even the right solution to the problem because the problem is the voices are real. And it's not a, 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 the, the solution is not to shut them down. The, the solution is to get to the root of them and pluck them out, cast them out. And, you know, because the devil can get into your mind. He can whisper thoughts, you know, um, you know, like, you know, kill your parents or, uh, you know, um, run your car off the road or, or, you know, what he can put the oh, pictures, pornographic pictures, he can put those in our minds and th- in our, in our minds. And so people immediately are shocked and terrified and try to fix it, take responsibility, get rid of it, feel guilty for having that thought, uh, and then go get some medications because it's driving him crazy. So the point is, Let's get rid of the demon who's putting that thought there in the first place, because not all the thoughts in your mind are your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, and the, th- the whole deal is that Satan can interject thoughts into the most godly of people. Absolutely. You know, so it, it's just a constant, you know, being alert mm-hmm. and listening to and the it's spirit interesting. of God, just being able to discern who is speaking. Well, to exactly. And to know who you are. To know mm-hmm. that that's not you, and but he will not interject thoughts into your mind that he hasn't already interjected into the people who've gone before you in your bloodline. Mm-hmm. So, you have a, a there's a generational vulnerability to certain right, thoughts, right. certain behaviors. Those 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 bro, those break-ins, those uh, um, assaults have already been recorded. Those traumatic events, those have been recorded on your DNA. So when you're born, you're carrying those codes and information and those open doors, so to speak, or those weak spots in the wall where he can, for example, if you're, if you come from a generational line of witchcraft, you're going to be much more prone to have weird, eerie, scary visitations and thoughts and, um, and terrifying things. I remember, um, one gal when she was, uh, she came from a, a third generation of very powerful witches, and um, when she was little, five years old already, she was seeing bloody heads rolling down the hallway. Um, and uh, she, you know, hadn't been watching any horror movies. It was just that that that's, was there and Satan could use that because he had access to that and he had already had permissions to do that. Well, fortunately, she did get saved and then she was able to become a great warrior against those kinds of things. But um, so, so these, these, these things are coming out of this, what I say is things, nothing comes from nowhere there. If there, if there's an autistic, d- a deaf and dumb spirit, mute spirit, there is uncleanness and there is mental confusion in your background. The confusion comes from, I don't want to know. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see. I don't want to remember. So that mental confusion opens the door because I don't want to ever think about that again. So you've got the terror on the one side of the perversion um, the uh, trauma, and then on the other side, the solution Satan gives you to that is don't think about it, stop thinking, um, get confused, um, get distracted, go somewhere else in your mind. So the schizophrenic people have a split mind, but really you only have one mind. That spirit of paranoia or schizophrenia needs to be dealt with um, by you and God. And you say, you know what, God, this is the mind you gave me. This is the brain you gave me. This is the child you gave me. And I, as you're the, you're a parent, you're the authority, especially if it's a child, you take your authority and say, you know what, God, this is not going to be here anymore. I command this spirit of, and name it or name them or their, 
how you name them is by what they're doing. This spirit that whines or pines or cries or foams at the mouth. I command you to leave my child in the name of Jesus Christ. There are many people who have taken this approach to their children and their children are actually improving. And depending on how well you hit the nail on the head, they, some of them get, you know, completely free. This is the promise of God. He didn't send us these kinds of things to destroy us because the enemy wants to use them to destroy you. God is sent. Nothing is Jesus. Nothing is impossible. And with Jesus, he just knew exactly what to do and what to say and boom, 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 and it's done. Well, now, what, what sorts of treatments are going on for autism? Well, you what, know. What is, what a, what a, you know, a parent has an autistic child, they, they're diagnosed that way, and sometimes that diagnosing can be a sentence. A sentence, for sure. You a know, curse. Here's the deal. I don't really, uh, lots of times they use medications, I'm sure, medications. for anti-seizure medications and antipsychotics and right. um, attention deficit. That's another minor sign, attention deficit, hyperactivity. Right. Well, that this kid was hyperactive, obviously, yeah. throwing himself in the water and the fire, and then becoming very catatonic at times, just lethargic, depressed, you know. And, and just, here we have... You know, and we, we well, the, I think what we do here is we give them a device to watch, a screen to watch. We medicate them. We distract them with, uh, you know, um, videos and, and games and TV and whatnot. But th- those... Which, which actually further complicates the problem. Because you're not dealing with it, right. But let me go back to a couple more symptoms. And as far yeah. as the world's remedies, they don't work anyway. You already know that. So your best thing, your first thing to do, mom, dad, is for you to get on your knees be quiet before the Lord. Go to a quiet place. Don't ask for any more advice from anybody. Just go before the Lord himself and say, Lord Jesus, I need I need a revelation of what is going on here. And what were the agreements that my people made, um, your people or the child's mother, the other parent, that we, our people made with this this thing that's trying to take over our child? Because you did not give us this child um, to, to be, be destroyed. destroyed. Right. right. So another thing that happens sometimes is a foaming or a frothing or a bubbling at the mouth, a foaming at the mouth. Sometimes we've seen this on television, but it actually does happen sometimes where there's actually a foaming, a frothing, um, as, as the, the for exa- especially when there's a deliverance going on. Um, and it's a liquid that it actually, um, it's a, it's a firm, it, it comes from a fermentation in the stomach. Mm-hmm. The stomach is also involved. The, the, men, the organs, the members of the body are involved in this. You know, the brain is involved. The stomach is involved. And there's a situation called um, tartaric acid, uh, which we use actually in making wine. It's a, it's a foaming, that fro- foaming, frothing. We make homemade choke cherry wine or whatever. There's that foam that builds up on the top. Um, and this is part of the fermenting process is the presence of this tartaric acid. Um, but, and it is not found in humans except where autism is present. So what's happening is, you know, many times they'll say, well, too much sugar, red dyes, food colorings, blah, blah, blah. All of these things contribute to the hyperactivity. Uh, and so why? Because they're somehow in, involved in the stomach. Maybe there's not enough hydrochloric acid or the stomach acids are off and so this tartaric acid, and so when the stomach is involved and there's a, a expulsion of something, it comes out as this foaming and frothing. Now, uh, this this, and I notice uh, on this same subject, how many children these days have stomach aches? I mean, st- I mean seriously, they have stomach aches, and they say, "Oh, I I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, it's it's gluten. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's Not that." Allergies. Yeah. 
you know, we're not going to say, okay, feed your kid peanuts or what, but you know what? God didn't make your kids not to eat peanuts. He didn't make your kids to be uh, allergic to milk. However, I realize there are many of our sources these days are super contaminated. Exactly. And, but there's also and a, a thing called multiple it. chemical sensitivities, which means more and more people are becoming more and more intolerant. They have less foods that they can eat. They have less kind of types of clothing, less kind of types of temperatures, climates, mm-hmm. smells. They're being restricted more and more in their environments because they're becoming multiply chemical sensitive because what they're doing, what's happening is they're making their body responsible for protecting their, their, them mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So, for example, um, a person that, you know, uh, is, is trying to, uh, you know, use your mouth, use your, to protect you from eating anything, uh, it, it protect you from enemies. And so everything becomes, uh, a, a rea- there's a reaction to everything that comes in, to, chest, to test it, to check it out. And pretty soon you're allergic to strawberries, you're allergic to watermelon, you're allergic to whatever. And God has exactly made these foods for us to eat. Now, this doesn't mean you have to like everything he made. I mean, he, that's why he gave us so much. Mm-hmm. Different va- varieties, colors, tastes. You, so what if you don't like artichokes? So what? I mean... That's mm-hmm. not a big deal. You can eat blueberries. But the thing is that this is a trend. This is an, it's an, it's a, a trend that's causing people to become more and more um, constricted and bound. They're not mm-hmm. free and their stomach, their stomachs hurt. So a little children are, you know, they're thinking it's a stomach. Well, what it really is, is anxiety. Anxiety is being carried in the, carried in the stomach. Your immune system, your autoimmune system is overreactive or underreactive. Uh, it's not balanced. You don't have enough probiotics. Yet you've taken too many antibiotics. And all your body system is out of whack. And this causes stomach aches. But I'm thinking this child had a lot more than a stomach ache. And I don't even think he complained about a stomach ache because there were so many other big things going on mm-hmm. that he didn't even know what mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So and a, a couple more adjectives before we go on. Another thing is uh, eye diseases. There's an inability to make eye contact with people who are deaf and dumb, autistic. There is no eye. There's no human eye contact, and this it comes from a spirit. I would say of shame. I can't look at you. Don't look at me. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know me. Don't look into my soul. Um, you know, eyes the window mm-hmm. of the soul. Don't look into my eyes. It's like a spirit of fear. Right, fear of being known. Fear mm-hmm. of being um, exposed. Fear of getting in trouble. Uh, fear of being known. Really, fear of being known is an unloving spirit because you're guarded. And that's, you know, we're, that's where all the allergies and the reactions and the, and the food allergies and everything comes from is a fear of being known because you're afraid if they know me, then they will take advantage of me or they will find fault with me. And so it's so dangerous out there. There's so little love that we just guard and wall ourselves up so that nobody can know me, nobody can love me. And so therefore we die for lack of love because we're all walled up inside. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So this boy was making no eye contact. And there was um, uh, a spirit of lunacy, lunatic. We get that word, uh, lunatic, lunacy. And it means extreme foolishness, insanity, uh, uh, extreme excessive fr- frivolity, uh, recklessness again, don't care, you know, doing stupid, stupid things. And it says in the Bible, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. And we understand that that has to be driven out with correction and discipline. Mm-hmm. But... This child was beside himself. He he wasn't in control of even the desire the desire to protect his own life. That's why his father was so overwhelmed. Uh, so then we have the epileptic uh, uh, manifestations, and again we medicate those with uh, various medications that 
we uh, you know secure people's fate or curse them to have to be on this all the rest of your life. These are nervous disorders. Uh, they are also marked by convulsions um, and attacks, losing consciousness. I had an interesting uh, person came in not too long ago, and they were fine, never had any epileptic seizures, nothing in their bloodline, nothing in their on either side, got married to somebody who had epileptic seizures in their bloodline that was ba- basically practicing witchcraft against this person. And all of a sudden, this person has grand mal seizures or soon after they're married. Mm-hmm. It's These spirits will transfer, sorry to say, yes. and you need to recognize that this is not what God wants. So there was a spirit of madness, insanity, anxiety, panic, um, and madness is a disordering of the mind. The mind doesn't make sense. It's rabid. It's in. It's rushing, racing. Uh, it's rash. There was also a rigidity. Rigid means stiff, stiff, inflexible, hard, hardness of heart, coldness of heart, uh, callous and cruel. These are also parts of this syndrome, um, this stronghold, rigidity. Uh, it's not a syndrome. It's a stronghold. Sorry. A syndrome means they don't know where it comes from. A stronghold says, yeah, we know where it comes from. So I'm correcting myself right there. Well, if you get to the root of it, the root of all these things is that we have turned away from the living God and following his word and his ways. It's interesting, Deuteronomy 28, 28, it says what will happen, mm-hmm. one of the curses of disobeying, turning from God, is madness, verse 28, Deuteronomy 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, yeah. 28 I'm not saying it, I'm saying it too many times. <laughs> 28, 28, madness and blindness and confusion, confusion of, of heart. heart. Madness and blindness and confusion of heart. And if you read 27, chapter 27, it'll tell you the curses, the, the, the behaviors, the situations, the sins that open the door to these curses. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they say, why would God do all this? Well, God must permit what we have, what we have uh, wanted. We have a free will. We've chosen. We've been deceived by the devil. The devil then gets to come in and bring in his stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, until we reject him and confess and repent, the devil has access to it. Well, yeah. If, to us. Just, just if you look at this, you're, list, you're listening today. Look at Deuteronomy 27, 28. Those are principles of, of life and death, really. Right. And, and let's look at this and apply this to America. It's like reading what's going on in America Well, today. and our children are simply, all your children in your family, a reflection. They're a reflection of what they see, what they think, what they feel, what they experience, what's going on inside of them. They're a reflection of the spiritual world. Children are very spiritually astute. Um, so are your animals, your pets. They can recognize spirits and people before you probably can because they're very, they're very innocent and they're very clean yet. Mm-hmm. And so your children are reflecting. If your children are a bit misbehaving, then read it one notch back and look at the misbehaving and what, what messages you're sending them, what double message, which, which hypocritical messages, which are creating resentment and offense and anger. Anger comes from an offense, and they're offended because you're not proper, you know, it's some of you parents, not all of you. I'm speaking to a different bunch of parents right now. You are not being men and women of integrity. You're not being honest. You tell them one thing and you do another. Uh, And when they see hypocrisy and indiscrepancies and they say, well, then who can I trust? And so then they become angry and offended or resentful. And many of them, children, are bound in a place where they have to do something. They're forced to do something, to tell a lie, to be something they're not, to make you happy or so they don't get in trouble. So they're very vulnerable and and abused mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, 
uh, though you may not lay a hand on them physically. So when your children are acting out and angry, your your best question to, to, to the Lord would be, what is the lie they're believing? And what am I, I, what is the lie I'm believing that's causing them to feel unloved? Or what is, what is the thing Satan is using to build a case in their mind against our peace and our relationship and our truth? So um, it, it, going back to some of the other, uh, there's a hyper in the autistic deaf and dumb spirit brings with it also the manic uh, episodes. We have the mania. The, uh, and a, a people do not attribute many of these symptoms and situations to a deaf and dumb spirit. They don't. And by the way, I've got a CD. You can go to the website, liferecovery.com. It's called Why Can't I Concentrate? And it has this whole thing. We talk all together about the autistic spirit, the chapters in Mark. And it also, at the end, I believe there's a prayer to del- for deliverance from um, uh, this spirit of, of, ins- of insanity, deaf and dumb. But let me just finish. So the hyperactivity, we have the manic, ex- there, there's a pathological activity or inactivity. They're both the same. There are, there, it's, it's the extremes of either end. They, they're off the wall, addicted, compulsive, grandiose on the one hand, or they're lethargic and a spirit of sleeper, sleep or slumber or stupor. It says in Isaiah 29.10, the Lord has closed the eyes of the people and covered their heads with the, uh, of the seers. He's, he's, there's a, they're, they're, they don't see, they don't care again. Um, and then in Isaiah again, and he says, but because why? Because this people, here's the answer. Here's your answer. Here's your spiritual place to start. Why? Because Isaiah 29.10, because this people draws near to me with their mouths and honors me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me. And their fear of me is taught by the commandments of men, religion and spirits of error, um, hypocrisy. So the thing is, your lips, our lips, our mouths, you know, we give lip service to God. We're, we're pretending that we serve God. We love God. Uh, but our hearts are cold. And, and so what does Satan do? He, make, he brings that into the real world, into the natural world. Um, in the spiritual world, we're, we're already making these agreements with coldness, rigidity, self, um, you know, uh, I don't know, self-awareness. I'm going to take care of myself. It's up to me. Control. And so then Satan manifests that, manifests that spiritual reality in our natural biological realities with, with a deaf and dumb spirit. We can't speak, you know. We can't, our hearts are hard, they're cruel, they're cold, they don't, they can't receive love. This boy was cut off from love. All that his father was doing, the boy didn't even appreciate because he was, um, uh, he was disconnected. So here are some more of the ending, end results of this spirit of, of um, uh, religion, hardness of heart, error, um, lip service to God, repent, that's the key, but and confess and repent. So here's some other things you might see. Sluggishness. They don't want to do their homework. They don't care. You ask them what happened at school today. Oh, nothing. You know, and they're not absorbing any information. They're just going through the motions. They're sleepy. They're too, they can't get them out of bed or they stay up too late or they're, they are entertained with their iPads and their, uh, their screens and their devices until they're oversaturated, sedated and out of control. They're stupefied. They can't think a thought for themselves. They're dizzy. They're exhausted. They're weary. And this may be you also. Um, the stomach doesn't feel right, doesn't work right. Your food, you eat it, you get tummy aches. You feel empties, emptiness in the stomach. The understanding is closed. There's a morbid kind of drowsiness, a, path, a pathological apathy and passivity. Uh, there's laziness, 
Um, there's a an inability to read. Also, that comes from hyperactivity. They can't concentrate. Things are snatched out of their mind. They can't remember the word two sentences later. Uh, blurred vision, idleness. Um, they don't know what to do. They're bored. Uh, there, there's a lot of inertia. Um, and with that, of course, comes the next level of trouble, and that's poverty. Uh, and you have the extreme withdrawal, um, the catatonic kind of state. Um, and then add to that the vain worship, the error, the legalism, the rejection of God, and excuse-making. So all of this comes, they're all together. They're all together. They say, this is too much. This is way too much. We don't know what to do. Well, go back to Isaiah and repent, 29.10. Get, before you can fix your child, even on uh, airplanes, they say, first put the mask on yourself, then on your child. Fix yourself first. Go back to the Lord and look let him show you, say, God, what is in my generational bloodline? What are the skeletons in the closet here? What is going on? There's tons of stuff on our website have to do with why am I, why are bad things still happening to me? Um, breaking generational curses, um, the court of heaven, all kinds of the case for justice, brand new book. So, you know, there's lots of stuff you can look at, but the thing you want to do is get before the Lord quietly and say, Lord, show me. He, he said, my sheep know my voice. Be quiet. Just be quiet. We're not talking to empty your mind. We're talking about being quiet and letting the Lord begin to speak to you. What is the lie? What is the agreement that we've made in our bloodline that is causing my child to, each generation gets worse and more severe, that is causing my child to be um, like this. Uh, and, and you know, there is help out there. Not much, not much real thorough, genuine help, but there is help out there. Well, this man brought the boy his boy to Jesus' disciples, and they couldn't cast him out. Uh-huh. They couldn't help. And for the most part, the church, of Je- if you yeah. go to a church, they yeah. won't know what to do. They'll say, well, send him, you know, you must go for some medical Referral, help. Refer, refer to the medical to system. Refer to the yeah. Autism Society or something like that. And Jesus said, you know, you guys aren't, don't have well, faith. It, You're not dealing with it properly. Yeah, the root. He says, bring him to me. Yeah, So yeah, we yeah. have to bring him to Jesus because... Uh, what what could they do if if someone really wants to find a person that would help? They could come to you. Yeah, well, we've already had <laughs> lots of go to my website. Life Recovery, LifeRecovery dot com. There's counseling. some resources uh, there. Yeah. Why can't I concentrate? Uh, and other other resources yeah. there. Where where this is a huge topic, and you know what? If huge. you want to send an email, uh, info at LifeRecovery dot com. If you have questions about this sort of thing, we can put these questions together for you on another radio show because I'm sure there's many, many people out there who have this oh. same situation going on. And it's, it's, it's an epidemic. It's an epidemic. epidemic. It's, it's pandemic. It's, uh, and yet nobody really wants to talk about it. Going back to the, um, the, the remedies of the world, uh, they're all in, involve work. They, they all involve trying. And uh, lots and lots of money. And lots and lots of money. Yeah. And so the thing is, it's not about the man was done trying. He said, Lord, help my unbelief. He was at the end of himself. And maybe that's part of the key, too, for you to get to the end of yourself and get to the end. And we say, I can't let go of the control. If I give up, if I quit, what will happen? Fear says, don't quit. Keep trying. Keep going to the this. Keep buying that. Keep taking this. Keep, you know, you know whatever. And so you wear yourself out trying to do what is not working. And then you become angry with God, angry with everyone, because all of the systems of the world are built built on a work uh, procedure. Do something, do more, do it again, do it over, increase. 
um, try more. Uh, and he wear out. And the, the Bible says, God says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you Jesus. rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. This yoke that you're carrying that Satan has put upon you or upon your child or upon your family is not from God. And But you go back to the Lord and get it straightened out with God. It is time to do that anyway, because Jesus Christ is coming back very soon. And you'll be glad that you straightened it out. And maybe this is a blessing. It, it, all things work together for good. This, this is a blessing in disguise because it's forcing you to let go and to surrender. The Father said, Lord, help my unbelief. And in saying that, he actually was saying, Lord, I, I, I'm trusting you. Even when I can't trust you, I'm trusting you. I'm coming to you. You're my last hope. You're the, mm-hmm. you're, you're the bottom line. And so, and, and Jesus did this for a woman too who had brought her, or didn't bring her daughter, but her daughter had demons, was manifesting demons. And, and deaf and dumb, autism, this is, uh, you know, you say, well, does my child have a demon? Let's just put it this way. You're, you're, you are, your child has been programmed with a body of death operating system that is controlled by de- demonic uh, compulsions, activities, manifestations, and that is not part of the original creation of your child. So your child is oppressed. You can call it oppressed. You can call it possessed, controlled. It doesn't matter because y- your child is not owned by the devil. That's the good news. If he's dedicated, she's dedicated, given their heart to Jesus, or you've dedicated them to the Lord God, they're not owned by Satan, but they're controlled by him. And this is the case with many of us. Many people, you're saved that means you're owned by God. God bought the house, but the house is still full of rats and demons and junk, and it needs to be sanctified. So the whole process after you're saved, after God buys the house back, is to clean the house. And you can participate in that cleaning, or you can live in that house with all kinds of rats in it. It takes Jesus to bring the deliverance. So, Lord God, we thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. We thank you so much. Praise you, God. For this you, account that gives us hope. I pray that those you know, parents that are listening that are struggling with this, or maybe they're struggling, a person struggling with this autism or whatever, one of these things we've talked about here today themselves, Lord, it's, it's a matter of coming to you, Lord, saying, Lord, we are desperate. We need you. It's going to be you to do it, Lord. Set us free from the powers of darkness. Amen. That we might be whole and be the people that you've called us to be in these days. And Father God, you've given us authority. You said, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So therefore, Lord, we do take authority over these fearful, lying uh, spirits of deaf and dumb and uncleanness and perversion and unbelief and doubt. And we, first of all, repent we confess these sins as an abomination against the goodness and the holiness and the love and the intentions of God. We confess, Lord, our unbelief and choosing to believe the devil's lies over your truth, include, including um, his lies and mesmerizing effects, stupefying. We've, we ask you to forgive us, Lord God. We repent. We cancel out every agreement we've made with perversion, uncleanness, confusion, um, unbelief, we cancel them out with the blood of Jesus Christ. We declare that they are an abomination to God, and we are holy, and we belong to you, Lord God. And we also ask you to, uh, to strengthen us as we take authority over the demonic spirits that have taken over our children, taken over our families, taken over our lives, our finances, our health. We bind and forbid this spirit, these spirits to take, uh, to steal, kill, and destroy in our lives. We stand in having done all to stand because, Lord, help our unbelief because we know that all things 
are possible with you and nothing is impossible with you and you are the God of the impossible. So deliver us from evil. You said in your word, our Father, deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation. Let that be over us this year. Deliver us from evil. Open our eyes. Give us the revelation of Jesus Christ. We bring these demonic activities and entities to the court of heaven to present our case and to declare, Lord God, that they have violated the temple properties of the Most High God. And we are that temple property. So we're asking that they would be judged, locked up, and held in the judgment pits until they are judged by the Most High, and that you'd restore unto us, Lord God, that which is right and and righteous and holy and peaceful and truth, justice, mercy, love, and the joy of the Lord. Father God, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And again, if you want any more information, just go to liferecovery.com or Marjorie Cole, and you'll be able to find my website, our website. And in the back, there's a store with all kinds of helpful information and uh, contact information. So God bless you, and uh, may the Lord deliver us from evil. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.